1: your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark.
0: Hey, it's Amy Newmark and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today I'm talking to Deborah Norville, who is my co-author on a new Chicken Soup for the Soul book coming out on September 24th. It's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think Positive, Live Happy. And today we're going to talk about how you can use positive thinking, mindfulness, gratitude, and a host of other strategies to create the best possible life for you and yours. So, Deborah, welcome back to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast.
1: Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited about this new book. I think people are going to love it.
0: Yeah, and I think you were the perfect person to collaborate because for our listeners— I guess everybody knows you're the anchor of Inside Edition, which is the nation's top-rated daily news magazine, two-time Emmy winner. You're a longtime member of the board of directors of Viacom, and you really have your finger on the pulse of America. And you told me that we need a book about positive thinking, and we need a book that helps us to remain upbeat these days.
1: Yeah, there's so much negativity and, you know, when we're putting together Inside Edition every day and we sort of look at the landscape of stuff that's happening out there, we make a conscious effort to select some stories that are going to leave you feeling... Just a little bit better about the human race. Um, you know, in the last what couple of weeks, we had the horrible tragedy of Hurricane Dorian, and so, you know, we'll of course it's an awful thing, and people have lost their homes. But there are amazing stories of struggle and triumph, and we want to make sure that we tell those stories because it affirms to people watching that, yeah, negative things happen in our world, and and there are times when it's a really scary place. But even in those darkest of times, there are people who who are exhibit A of the best of humanity. And that's really what I think this this book that you and I have worked together on, you know, Think Positive, Live Happy. it's It's people who were cognizant and took note of those moments of positivity in their life and were nice enough, frankly, to share it with the rest of us. And we're all lifted up when we hear those stories.
0: I totally agree. And the other thing is we ended up putting in a lot of stories about how gratitude and counting your blessings can change your attitude and lead to a much better life. And you are such an expert on that because you wrote the New York Times bestseller, Thank You Power, Making the Science of Gratitude Work for You. Yeah, And you worked with Chicken Soup for the Soul on our Think Possible book, on our Power of Gratitude book, and also on our first Think Positive book and also on a book called Find Your Happiness. But you are the person who taught me that you don't have to be born a naturally grateful person. It's a character trait that you can actually add on deliberately to your personality. And how
1: cool is that? How cool is that is right. And you're sweet to say that I taught you because you teach all of us so much with the chicken soup series. But for me, you know, I'm a reporter and so I'm, I'm, one of those, remember that old Wendy's commercial, the lady, Clara Peller, where's the beef? I just, I need to know where the beef is on everything. I have to see what the proof is. Don't just tell me something exists. Let me see the research. And so I actually dove into the academic research on gratitude, on Um, broadening your mindset on the power of positive thinking on how resilience is connected to mindset and and what is it to be happy what what do the scientists tell us are sort of the the fundamental ingredients of happiness and so I went to the, the basic research and was kind of blown away that there was research and that it was so clear in its findings and so with that sort of as my basis for getting into this whole thing. And I frankly did it, honestly, because I was bored at work. It was, it was at Inside Edition. It was during that time when Britney Spears had shaved her head and was getting tattoos and beating cars with umbrellas. And let's face it, it doesn't take a lot of brain cells to do an introduction to do a story about that. And I, just to kind of fill my time, started following up on that hunch of mine about there must be something to gratitude. What is it? Not if you see it, you can be it. But what is it? And and so when I found out that indeed you start what they call the psychological upward spiral, when you focus on just two or three things in your life that you think are blessings and why this new book that we've worked on together, Think Positive, Live Happy, is so important is when you read one of the stories in the book and you see how that person found happiness in whatever their particular situation is that they shared, it actually primes the pump in your own mindset to find that positive thing in your life. Because let's face it, we all have crappy days. Um, You've gone through a health challenge. I've gone through a health challenge. Not every day during those challenges were good ones. And sometimes it was an effort to find something positive. But when you read somebody else's story, it actually is proven through the research to make it easier for those of us who are having a tough day, to find something positive in our own lives.
0: I agree. And then the other thing is that as you're counting your blessings and exposing yourself to these stories where people went through a hard time and came out shining on the other end, it also increases your optimism about how life works out. And I shared with Mm. you this link the other day to this brand new study that came out from the Harvard School of Public Health and from the BU School of Medicine. And it talks about how they have absolutely proven now through science that people who are optimistic live substantially longer than people who are not optimistic.
1: Absolutely. And there's, there's, you know, you've got this study, and what some of the research shows in it is there are actual physiological things that happen. When you're stressed out, when you're worried about something, you actually have increased um, certain hormones in your body which contribute to the development of plaque. And we all know that plaque in the bloodstream is what, if you get enough of it, you get a heart attack because you can't get a good blood flow going on. So the converse is true. When you are in that positive mindset, you're not creating the stressful hormones. You're not inundating your body with negative chemicals created by your own body that contribute to your poor health. When you are not stressed, I mean, we've seen the studies where repetitive motion And that was also at the the Chan School, the Harvard School of Public Health. Um, Years ago, they did a study that showed repetitive motion, whether if you're a knitter or a needle pointer or a crocheter, that repetitive motion actually is a very calming effect in the same way that research has proven pat a puppy, pat a kitty. There's a reason they have animals in nursing homes and in uh, therapy clinics, because being with an animal and patting that animal animal reduces their stress hormones and enables you to be healthier. So, these kinds of studies are really just confirmatory, I think, for what you and I already know and the and the chicken soup nation already know about the power of positivity, but it really helps a lot to see the research and to to be able to to point to it and say it is scientifically proven. Because there are some of us out there who who have to see the proof to give it a whirl. And for anybody who's listening, Who's got the Debbie Downer or Nancy Negative in their life who just doesn't want to go there? You know, print out that that study that um, Amy put the link um, on her social media for and share it with your friends. And be surprised if they don't, hmm, wow, maybe I'll give it a whirl.
0: It is amazing how even something as simple as smiling, which changes you physically, for some reason, smiling actually makes you feel better even though you would think that you don't smile unless you're feeling better. But we have so many stories, including story 39 in our book by Courtney Wright, where she was a total grump. She had to move back in with her parents when her career went sideways. Her mother finally got tired of her grumpiness and said, why don't you just try smiling more? So she started smiling and she just forced herself to smile. And before she knew it, forcing herself to smile turned into a regular habit, and She started feeling better about her life, as if the smiling caused a change in her attitude. Now, maybe it just caused people to react to her differently, and that's what brightened her days. But I love the fact that in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think Positive, Live Happy, we have so many of these stories where you can do something that simple, even if it's contrary to how you're feeling right now, and it will have such a concrete, positive effect.
1: Yeah. And the thing about it is, it's permanent. It's not, oh, you're happy for a day. It actually changes the arc of your life. And there's um, there's a, a great story in there, um, and I don't know what number it is. You probably do because you're so smart about this stuff. But a woman named Ann Morrow who, you know, she, she'd read all this stuff. She, you know, she'd heard people like you and me talking. It's great to have a gratitude journal. Write down the stuff you're positive for. And, you know, her her list was kind of like the same five things every day and she just gave up on it. Um, and then one day she went back and she found her old journals and she realized, whoa, I actually do have a lot to be grateful for. She thought that she would failed miserably at the whole gratitude journal thing. And what she realized was that, no, it was working for her. She just wasn't aware of it. She hadn't allowed herself to let it wash over her let the, the the she calls it now a gratitude journal is what she she keeps and you know you can call it whatever you want and in Anne's case what she writes down are the things that she calls the little wins um the little moments that probably nobody else would notice but that she noticed and she celebrates and and that's kind of her motto she says nothing that can be celebrated is too small to be celebrated. And, and somebody once told me, I was talking about the whole gratitude thing and, and she said, you know, most of us have a to-do list, right? Um, the stuff we've got to do, like, you know, I got to pay, I got to pay a tax bill and I got, I've got my list of all the stuff I've got to do and I got to remember to RSVP for that. And that's stuff I have to do. And someone said, why don't you look at your gratitude list as a I got to do Like, it was a privilege. This was a joy for me. These were neat things that happened to me. And it was like, for me, that was a light bulb going off. Like, whoa, I got to do this. I got to do that. Not I have to pay the bills. I have to do the grocery shopping. I got to go grocery shopping. And for me, that actually, anybody's like, why would you put I got to go grocery shopping on your list, Deborah? Well, the reason it matters to me is my mother was disabled. And I grew up with a mother in a wheelchair uh, when she was still able to be that ambulatory. And she had rheumatoid arthritis and her, her health grew progressively worse as I was a, a little girl. And every Christmas and every birthday, she would, when we asked what would you like for Christmas or your birthday mom, she would always say new arms and legs. So the way we went grocery shopping when I was a little girl is mom would drive the car, she would give us the cash, she would give us the grocery list, we would go in there and get stuff. And if we didn't know which was which, we would literally take the two cans of whatever, walk out to the parking lot, ask her which one she wanted, and she would say, because the person at the grocery store knew what the deal was with our mom. And so for me, I got to go grocery shopping. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, gratitude really does make a huge difference. And we're going to come back after the break and talk about gratitude some more and also some other tips from the book, ones that are really easy to implement and make a big difference in our lives.
1: Introducing Bluehost Cloud
0: We're back with Deborah Norville and we're talking about all the great tips that we picked up from the stories in our new book about positive thinking. So Deborah, we were talking about smiling and there was this other thing that I thought was really interesting, um, especially since I'm female and five foot three. And remember that story by Carrie Barney, where she talked about how she learned how to position her body to look more powerful as a woman?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, it's, I had an assistant, and she's a wonderful young lady. She lives down in North Carolina now, and, and she used to talk about the power pose. And so when I read Carrie's story, I thought, oh, my God, she's got her own power pose. And when she, when she positions herself this way, um, it's a way to look bigger. And, um, and in that process of looking bigger, you feel more confident. I actually have my own. It's funny, when Carrie's story came up and she was talking about that, I thought, well, I have my own. It's not really a power pose, but it's a thing I do with my body. And when I give speeches around the country, particularly to ladies' groups, I always. I always share this um, because it was shared to me and it's been a, like a real life changer for me. Can I share it?
0: Oh, I would love to hear it because okay. I I really need to know how to do a power pose.
1: Yeah. So it's not, my, my assistant's power pose is one of these where they they, they kind of do the Wonder Woman thing with the hands on the, the, the hips. And, and that's really good because it does make your arms look skinnier. But the pose that I'm thinking of that has been working for me since I was 17 years old and was going to be in the America's Junior Miss Contest and was not going to win, but they just were helping me to like be prepared for it. And what you do is you take your middle finger, the one that I'm sure you, Amy, have never used to communicate displeasure with someone who cuts you off on the road, but you know which finger I'm talking about. And you stand up, and most people, I'm going to stand up as I do this, most people when they stand up and they don't have anything in their hands, the the palms of their hands kind of naturally gravitate so that they're on the front of their thighs, kind of like on their quadriceps, right?
0: I am sitting here with them on my thighs.
1: Okay, well, stand up, please. Okay, I got to bring the mic with me. I want you to stand up unless you're listening to this podcast while driving a car, in which case, do not stand up.
0: All right, I am standing up.
1: And your hands are probably kind of like on the top of your thighs, right?
0: Yeah, and they shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, and here's what you do. I want you to take your middle finger. Take that bird finger and just put it on the side seam of your skirt or your trousers. And you have your finger right there. What's going to happen naturally with your shoulders is your shoulders are going to be aligned with your spine. And... What this does is instead of the way we all seem to naturally stand, that creates a hunched over look. You don't look confident. If you were to walk onto a stage with your hands the way most of us have them naturally on the top of our front of our legs, you're going to look a little bit hunched over. But if you take your middle finger and there's nothing you have to do stressful, just put your middle finger, your shoulders will naturally go in the right place and you will look more confident. And doesn't it feel better?
0: I immediately felt my shoulders go back. Yeah. My posture improved. Yeah. I always admire when I see like ex-military guys and they have the most amazing posture. And I, now I'm going to observe where their arms are, but I bet yeah. their arms are to their side instead of in front of them. The moment you move your finger just a few inches around to the side of your leg, your shoulders your go shoulders. back, your chest comes out, and you stand straighter and taller.
1: Yeah, and it's not unnatural. You look like a naturally positive, confident individual. And, and, that's, and that's really what Carrie was sharing in her story. And I love the way you've bullet pointed this as a tip, which I encourage everybody to write down. Reposition how the world sees you. And what Carrie did and what we just did together, and I'm sitting back down again, is we repositioned our body in a very easy way, and by simply doing that, the way the world perceives us has changed in a positive way. So people are, in the same way before the break you talked about, putting on a smile, even if you don't feel happy, just putting a pleasant expression on your face changes the way people are ready to receive you and interact with you. What we just did with the finger on the side seam achieves the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Now, another area that we talk about in the book which might not be obvious to people, but it's something that I truly believe in. And I know it's Mm -hmm. something you practice is doing new things, stepping outside your comfort zone, trying things that you thought you wouldn't be good at, or you thought you would hate, or you're just afraid to try them. And there was that great story by Lindsay Detweiler, who was forced to take this summer school class about the literature of health and healing. And they read things like Tuesdays with Maury, and right. and she thought, "Oh, this is so depressing. I can't believe I'm going to have to sit in a classroom all summer." But in doing it, she got the most amazing message because she was reading all of this literature from people whose lives were ending, and they were being philosophical about that. And all of a sudden, she said to herself, "Wait." dreams are meant to be chased by the living. I have to get going. And then she realized, oh, my gosh, my dream is to write a book. And she hadn't even ever focused on what she truly wanted. And believe it or not, four years later, this was a girl who was right out of college. Her first book was accepted by a publisher. And now she has several published thrillers that she has written.
1: And all because of a class that she didn't want to take. Right. Um, she went in there with zero expectations, and because she had no expectations, and frankly, she was in a really negative mindset about this whole thing. I mean, what a horrible thing to do. It's a beautiful summer, and I'm reading about people dying, and yet it touched her in a way that she didn't expect, and, and I love that, and that's actually connected to, again, you know, data-driven Deb here. When you exercise your mind in a way that it traditionally has not been, you are creating new neurosynapses which actually help keep your brain healthy. So if you've never learned a language, I was talking to somebody the other day, they said, oh, absolutely, try to learn a language. I'm trying desperately to learn Italian. It's difficult because it's not something I'm very good at. But what I am told and the reason I am persevering is by by struggling to learn this new language, I am exercising a part of my brain that I don't use very often, that part where language happens, and... I will make my brain healthier and I will be making myself a bit more resistant to Alzheimer's, which sadly is something we have in my family. So I'm like, try something new. It's good for you. Your, your mother was right. It's good for you.
0: So, so far we've talked about plastering a smile on your face, no matter how you're feeling, because it it will actually permanently change you. We've talked about adopting a power pose. Mm-hmm. We've talked about counting your blessings, and you can do that through a journal or any other method that works for you. We've talked about stepping outside your comfort zone and trying something new and how that changes you. And I wanna finish with one more tip from the book. And this is from Story 26 by Mark Mason. He makes a practice of talking to absolute strangers and engaging with them. And over the last few years, he's done it 100 different times. And what's amazing about it is how good you feel after you strike up a conversation with a stranger, say something nice to that person, exchange that smile, look each other in the eyes. And it's amazing how making new human connections, even for 30 seconds can change your life, and it's changed this man's attitude permanently.
1: Well, and you are lifting other people up in the process because what you're doing is you are saying to this total stranger, I value you. I don't know who you are, but the fact that you exist means you have value, and I acknowledge that. I love the, the, the greeting, Namaste. Namaste. If you go to yoga class, they do it. If you go to India, which we traveled to a few years ago with our family, you are you are greeted with the the expression Namaste, with the hands together and the head slightly bowed. And what that means is, I honor your spirit. And I was so touched by that that the the the, the meaning of Namaste and what it meant when you exchange that greeting with someone. I make it a point wherever I am. I get in the taxi. I go into a store. If there's someone there and it's their job to be there, they're not there because they just happen to be there, they're there because they're being paid to be there. But I always make a point of saying, hello, how's your day going? Not how are you? How's your day going? That's a legit question. And I actually want to know. And if they say, oh, I'm having a hard day, think, like, well, you know what? The day's not over yet. You got a chance for it to turn around. I just think it's a nice thing to do. We're all on this planet together. Um, we're all going to end The same way. That's toes up and six feet under. So let's value one another. Let's honor one another while we're on this journey together.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense, especially these days when there's so much divisiveness. People are really looking for those connections that bridge any, you know, weird temporary gaps or politics or whatever, because you have to go past that to our shared humanity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love this book because each story has some little pearl that will make your life better, that'll make you smile, that'll make you feel positive. It will, just like the title says, um, think positive, be happy. It just, it's, it's nice.
0: Well, as I worked on the book, I found it helped me a lot because I wrote about this in the first story in the book. And of course, you know about this. And a lot of our fans know that I'm fighting rather serious cancer, one that comes back a lot even after you go into remission, which thankfully I'm in remission. And so I used so much of what I learned in this book in order to find my way to navigate through my fear and really practice living in the moment and enjoying every day and I wrote the most personal story I've ever written as story number
1: one in the book. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. If you don't read anything else in this book, read Amy's chapter one, because it just it it will make you happy. It'll make you positive and and your bravery, but also your candor in sharing what it was like. And and, you know, is you're you're very frank in your story, say, look, I literally write the book on being happy. And and I'm having a hard time, you know, when you were having a hard time. And then you talk about being in the hospital and and how people responded to you. And it was just it's a beautiful story.
0: But the fact is that I actually used what I learned in these stories. It was amazing. It was like self-therapy because I'm choosing. Well, you chose the original semifinalist for the book. Then I went through 150 or so and um and together, we've narrowed it down to the 101 stories. And in doing that, I was exposed to so many great tips. And then in editing the stories, I ended up performing therapy on myself as I edited this Think Positive, Live Happy book. And so I came away from it a changed person with a much better strategy now for facing my fear and for getting the most out of every single day. So I would say I was the first reader of the book, <laughs> you and, were? and I've already found it extremely beneficial.
1: And, and let me ask you this. Did you talk with your medical team about this exercise or this work you were doing simultaneous to going through this last round of treatment? Did, did they comment on the benefits that you were obviously experiencing in reading all of these positive stories?
0: I did not tell them about the book. I'll probably bring them copies the next time I see them. I did discuss strategies with the oncologist, but she just sent me to a psychiatrist. She said, Are you here for drugs? And I said, Oh my god. No, I only took I, did, I just took Tylenol and Advil even after my surgery. I mean, I hate drugs. Yeah. But the psychiatrist made me understand in my one session with her where she said, You do not need to come back. She made me understand that I already had the tools that I needed to navigate this process because of what I've learned from these Chicken Soup for the Soul stories. So that was kind of nice. It was like she was validating my career, even if it wasn't really furthering my knowledge going to that one well, but appointment. Here's the thing
1: that's really important about what you just said, Amy, that you had the tools you needed to guide yourself emotionally through this very scary journey. And and I think that's something that we all need to hear. If if we embrace the strategies that are outlined in this book in each one of these stories, we actually all of us individually have the tools most of us have the tools needed to get through life's challenges. That in no way denigrates the person who does need medical intervention and for whom drugs are appropriate. But certainly in your case, this woman said, "Nope nothing for me to do here. You've got what you need. And and in the same way that Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz always had what it took to get back home, many of us have exactly the tools we need to get where we need to be, where we want to be in our lives. And this book is a helpful way yes. of implementing those tools.
0: Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think Positive, Live Happy. It was very helpful for me. And I don't think I've even told you yet that the book is going to be at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all over the place. Um, It is our big book for fall 2019. Looks like it's going to be a huge success. Everybody's going all in in a big way, the retailers. So we're expecting... This book, which has a very happy elephant on the cover, if you're all looking (laughs) for it in the store, there's a lovely elephant holding up a tropical beverage on an island and having a very wonderful time enjoying life and living in the moment.
1: And it's not just the stores that are excited about the book. The media is excited, too. CBS is going to have us on to talk about it. Inside Edition is doing um, one of these wonderful people who shared their stories. I don't want to, you know, spill the beans about it. Um, So I think um, our friends on the podcast here are going to enjoy seeing more about this wonderful chicken soup book in the media.
0: That is true. The media has been inviting you on various news shows to talk about the book, and we're excited about that. Also, and of course, everybody should watch Deborah's show, Inside Edition. And also, I follow your Twitter feed on Inside Edition, and you guys post the most wonderful, positive stories.
1: We all need a boost, and we're all in this together. We're all trying to make people smile.
0: So, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today and for collaborating with me on this new book.
1: It has been an honor to work with you on this book, and it is my privilege to call you my friend.
0: Oh, thank you. And that's it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and come back for our next episode for more positive thinking. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah soft made with Tencel. It's so breathable.